Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Experience the power of community oncology at Utah Cancer Specialists. Find your personal oncologist at UtahCancer.com. Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. You know, I, I really thought this was a uh, a time of season, the holiday season, right? When we're apparently supposed to be nice to each other, which I think we should be all year, to be honest. But, you know, this is a time, more than anything else, that, you know, as we approach a holiday season, there's cheer, there's gift-giving, family gathering, you know, Christmas music, if you're into that. You know, people generally tend to be a little bit nicer to each other. That, that's why I, I, I'm going to start off the uh, show today with two stories which kind of tell you right up front that, well, not all people are nice to each other. This, this one story will just blow you away. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing to me, and we'll get into that, and we'll get into a lot of other things today. We have got today a very jam-packed show for you. Do Utah Senator Mike Lee will join us coming up in just about 15 minutes here on the Rod Arquette Show. We'll talk with a good senator about the final days of the uh, Senate and House before they recess for the holidays, and we get a brand-new uh, legislative body come uh, January. The Senate will still be controlled by the uh, Democrats, but the Republicans will get control the house and we'll talk about that blake moore who is a member of the house will join us later on in the show as well we'll talk about uh, vote by mail uh and early voting um a lot of people are saying the republicans need to get their act together in dealing with a change in the way the american people vote nowadays we'll talk with someone from the heritage who says you know we shouldn't be promoting vote by mail we'll get into that also a little bit later on be still my beating heart. It looks like gas prices may, in fact, be coming down. We'll find out why. And we'll talk about, you know, the, the, the transgender movement in this country today has come on the American people so quickly, much faster than the whole issue of gay rights came on the American people. And um, what is behind it and who is bankrolling the transgender movement? Well, we'll talk with someone who's been doing a lot of digging into that, and we'll share what he has learned coming up a little bit later on in the show. So, like I said, we have got a great show lined up for you today, and we invite you to be a part of the program, as we do each and every day. Number to call, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Now, as I was mentioning, uh, this is a time of year where I, 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 I would hope people are nicer to each other. You know, we should be that way all the time. But, you know, we have bad days. We understand that. The uh, holiday season can be a good, little hectic, and our nerves can fray a little bit. I totally get that. But I think, for the most part, people during this time of year try and be nice to each other. That's why I bring up this story. And uh, you tell me if it was justified or not, all right? There is a, uh, an airline. I don't know if you've heard this story. It's in the New York Post today, 
where an airline passenger allegedly accosted a woman because she had her toddler in the plane's first-class section. The anonymous uh, mom took to Reddit to ask others if it was wrong for her to book first-class plane tickets for her young child. And, of course, people chimed in, okay? Now, the Reddit user, who's been identified as one criticism 5777 Turn to the uh, I am the a-hole subreddit on Saturday, November 26th. She said a male passenger accused her of sitting in the wrong boarding pass on purpose and that he went on to call her a very derogatory term, which I will not share with you at this time. The mother said she and her husband had decided to splurge on their cross-country flight for Thanksgiving. They booked a first-class ticket for their nearly three-year-old daughter who was traveling with them. This is what she said. We boarded early since my husband is disabled. And when when another first-class passenger saw us, he started glaring. What's that kid doing in first class? Well, shortly after he sat down, a flight attendant came up and asked to see our boarding passes to make sure that we were seated correctly. We showed her our boarding pass, and she said, cool, Uh, y'all are good, okay? Everything is good. She bought the pass. A man was told she shouldn't have the baby in the first class. Now, a second flight attendant, I mean, that's almost harassment. A second flight attendant reportedly checked the mother's or the family's boarding passes before takeoff and, in fact, determined, yep, You are in the correct seats. Well, shortly after takeoff, the woman says the man who glared at her and her family tapped her on the shoulder and claimed that children were not allowed to be seated in first class. He reportedly said the family should move to their real seats, according to this mom. Well, she wrote when the confrontation happened, her husband was asleep, her daughter was in the middle of coloring, not bothering anybody at the time. She goes on to say, I realized he was probably the person that complained before takeoff that we were in the wrong seats and decided before I got upset, I wanted the flight attendants to deal with it. I told him I did not feel uncomfortable talking with him and that I was calling a flight attendant to come handle this. Well, apparently he got flustered, immediately stood awkwardly next to me in the aisle until a flight attendant came by to clear things up. The issue was seemingly resolved when a flight attendant told the male passenger that the seating arrangement was correct and he was told to not bother the family again. Yet the woman claimed that when it came to deplane, the male passenger whispered yet another derogatory term into her ear and he said then he pays too much money for first class to be surrounded by children. Now, let me share with you my thoughts on this story. They paid for it. It is their seat. If they wanted to splurge and give their kids a little bit more room on a flight, there's no problem with that. And I don't think this man was justified in criticizing this family. I mean, how many of you have flown with small children? I raise my hand. We've done it on several occasions, both our own children and our grandchildren. It's tough sitting on an airplane for hour after hour for adults, let alone kids, right? So, you know, but this family, they didn't do anything wrong. 
They had bought, they splurged, as she said, they had bought first-class tickets for their toddler and were flying on a, probably a cross-country flight on Thanksgiving to be with their family. Yet this guy is all annoyed and says, you know, tries to make their life miserable. This is a season, right, Uh, in which we're supposed to be kind to each other. Speaking of that, a Virginia restaurant, a Virginia restaurant, has now canceled the Christian Group's event reportedly less than two hours before the start time last week. And the venue said the reason was because the eatery staffers, many of whom whom are gay, felt uncomfortable and safe to be around Christians. The Family Foundation, which advocates for policies based on biblical principles that enable families to flourish at the state and local level, added that for weeks... We had planned a gathering of supporters and interested people in a private room to fellowship and receive an update on our work. About an hour and a half before the event was sent to take place, one of the restaurant's owners called our team to cancel the event. The Family Foundation, that was the group that was going to hold the event, said its vice president of operations explained to the restaurant that yes, we're arriving shortly and requested an explanation. Sure enough, an employee looked up our organization and their wait staff refused to serve them because they were afraid of Christians. What did the restaurant say? Absolutely nothing. They just carried on, canceled the event without an explanation. Like I said, I thought this the year where or this is the time of year where we're supposed to be nice to each other, right? All right, when we come back on the Rod Arquette Show, um, we'll talk with Utah Senator Mike Lee. And as always, if you want to be a part of the program, 888-5708010, 888-5708010, or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound two fifty and say, Hey, Rod. All right. Uh, the end of the year is coming up. A lot of people, a lot of businesses looking at their taxes right now. And uh, Jordan Wilcox wants to talk to you about the troubles that maybe you're having with the Internal Revenue Service right now. You know, the law offices of Jordan Wilcox can help you when it comes to trying to make things right with the Internal Revenue Service. Are you getting audit notices or even worse, threatening letters about garnishment of your wages? Well, why not call Jordan Wilcox? Because Jordan is the IRS tax expert. Jordan knows IRS tax law. He knows the procedures and the protocol that you need for successful representation when you're caught in the IRS web. Don't lose sleep over your tax debt. Stop the letters. Stop the harassment. Stop the threats. Jordan is driven, smart, and gets down to business when you need it most and when you need strong representation. You want to find out more? Start with a free consultation. All you do is have to dial pound 250 and say tax help UT. That's t- free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts this holiday season. iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this Tuesday right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, well, just a short time ago, the uh, minority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, uh, said that a stopgap funding deal that would uh, fund the government until January might be necessary as talks on long-term spending package drag on. Had a chance to talk with uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee a short time ago on our Newsmaker line about this issue, and I asked Mike where he stands right now on an omnibus spending bill. I just left a meeting with Republican senators, and we heard from uh, 
uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader, that they still haven't agreed on top-line numbers. Now, let's stop and think about what that means. They're, they're wanting to pass an omnibus spending package. That is a, a bill that instead of appropriating by category, as we're supposed to do, lumps all the government spending for the balance of the fiscal year uh, you know, going into um, uh, the end of September of next year, uh, and they want to get that done in the next 10 days. It just doesn't seem like that's going to be a possibility, which I think opens up the possibility for what I regard as the, the preferable option, which is that we should pass a short-term spending measure to keep the federal government funded uh, until some point at a few weeks into the new Congress, which will be sworn in at noon on January 3rd. Uh, I think that makes a lot more sense. I mean, since 1994, there have been four instances in which control of the House has, has switched <clears throat> during a midterm election. In exactly zero of those instances has Congress passed an omnibus spending bill during the lame duck session following uh, the election that resulted in the switch in, in control. We shouldn't be doing that here. Look, um, uh, voters have spoken and voters around the country cast their ballots and did so uh, in a way that resulted in uh, what will be a Republican majority. We shouldn't ignore them. We shouldn't um, disenfranchise them effectively. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. By pretending that that election didn't exist. And so that's why what I'm hoping is that we will pass a short-term spending measure and then take up uh, a broader spending package in mid to late January. Mike, where does the uh, short-term spending package that you're proposing stand? I mean, do you have support to get it through? Where does it stand, do you think? We've had a handful of senators who have openly backed that. What changed today is that we heard from the first time um, uh, in, in our recent discussions, it, it is in, affirmatively in doubt whether or not they can get to an agreement on the basic spending numbers for this proposed omnibus. And so I, I think support for what I've been um, advocating for is now going to grow exponentially uh, with every day, shoot, every hour that we go without a deal, I think that increases the odds of what we're doing here. Keep in mind why this is important, Rod. It's important because Democrats want one last chance while they control not only the White House, but both houses of Congress to ram through Democratic spending priorities, ram through 
things that may help them advance the Green New Deal or uh, this mm-hmm. or that Democratic mm-hmm. priority to make life more expensive than it already is, to make the federal government bigger and more intrusive than it already is. We don't want that. We don't need that. And a short-term spending bill would allow us uh, to move these important decisions into the next Congress when we'll have what Republican control of the House of Representatives. Mike, what would the short-term, sp- short-term spending bill do for defense spending? Would that put it on hold? Is that a different issue? What exactly will happen there? It would keep all spending at current levels, including defense spending, guaranteeing that everybody still gets their paycheck, uh, uh, precluding the possibility of a government shutdown. And that's an important thing to do, Rod, because at this time of year, sometimes uh, big spending politicians in Washington want to try to use extortion to get a big bloated spending package passed, one that will add hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars to our national debt, uh, and, and they'll they'll use this sort of extortion uh, strategy to get it passed by saying, "Oh, you either have to pass this, or you're going to shut down the government." That's nonsense. We ought to pass a short-term spending measure to make sure that our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, and everyone else uh, is identified as a potential victim of a shutdown is taken care of, and that we don't uh, we don't use this as a as a Christmas season effort uh, to try to bring in carloads and carloads of Democratic priorities. Um, speaking of spending, uh, what is your feeling, and where is this lie on more more aid and military aid to Ukraine? Uh, the public is getting a little restless on the amount of money and military hardware that we're sending to Ukraine. Where is this headed, do you think, Mike? Yeah, so we still haven't been given numbers as to what they want. I'm told that there are a number of uh, people within the Senate who are going to be asking for more money to Ukraine. Nobody knows how much that is. They have yet to make uh, uh, any effort to justify what it is that they want to spend or explain how much or where it's going to go. So one of the first questions I'm going to ask is, how much do you need, and, and why do you need it? Why, when we've spent $54 billion in legislation uh, enacted pursuant to that effort, uh, or with that effort in mind, $54 billion, that's, um, we're talking about more than 10 or 11 times what Ukraine spends on defense in mm. an entire year. Mm. We're talking about a sum that's, um, oh, somewhere around uh, 90% of what Russia spends on defense in a year. So the question I would ask is, with what we've spent so far, if you want to spend more now, tell me where that money that we've already spent on Ukraine is gone. I'd like to see how it's being spent, how it's being administered, what steps have been taken or will be taken to make sure that it's spent in a way that reflects U.S. national security interests. I want to change gears real fast with the final topic, Mike, and talk about what happened in front of the Supreme Court yesterday in this um, this Colorado web designer who says she accepts gay people, she's fine with gay people, she just doesn't want to design on their websites for their same-sex weddings. And that's a very important issue here. Um, how important, how critical is this issue, Mike? And what do you think about the debate in this case right now? Some people have said it's a free speech case. Some people have said freedom of faith case. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so 
that is an interesting case, and this one is, is being teed up and argued as a free speech case. <clears throat> the Supreme Court has developed a separate line of cases, a separate line of legal reasoning, specifically dealing for what they call compelled speech. Uh, special protections uh, accompany the individual whenever a, an individual is not just restrained from speaking, but affirmatively commanded to speak. And it, it triggers uh, a certain kind of, uh, of, of scrutiny that's very difficult to survive. I wasn't um, present uh, in the courtroom for the arguments, and I haven't yet reviewed the argument transcript. I look forward to doing that. But I do think there are some very compelling arguments uh, that were made by the petitioners in that case uh, with regard to free speech and their First Amendment rights. Because as you point out, these aren't... These aren't people who are just uh, choosing not to interact with those they don't like or choosing not to interact with to categorically exclude uh, uh, people from their businesses uh, based on their sexual orientation. It's not what's at stake here. What's, what's involved here is uh, a, an affirmative command to engage in speech that they don't want to engage in. That really is a significant issue, and it's highly problematic for any government entity, in this case, Colorado state government, to command someone to engage in that. On our Newsmaker line, we spoke with him a short time ago, Utah Senator Mike Lee. More you to keep learning. Listen to The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Put me on a highway, the interstate, a dirt road to any place. Long as I'm Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Welcome back to the uh, Tuesday edition of the Rod Arquette Show. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel today unequivocally divorced or endorsed, I should say, mail-in balloting, distancing herself from former President Donald Trump on the issue that is really, I think, fracturing the GOP in the wake of what happened in the midterms. Um... Here's what she said. She said, what we need to do is our voters need to vote early. I have said this over and over again. There are as many as 2020. Don't vote by mail. Don't vote early. And we have to stop that. Well, there's a counter to that. And joining us on our Newsmaker line right now to talk about it is Hans von Spakovsky. Hans is a legal analyst at the Heritage Foundation. Always great to have Hans on the show. Hans, how are you? Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. Rod, thanks for having me back. What do you what do you think of these comments being made today by uh, Ronna McDaniel that uh, we should embrace Republicans should embrace uh, voting by mail and early voting? Well, what I would say about that is, look, if if that's the rules in your state, well, yeah, then you should uh, take advantage of those rules. But that doesn't mean that you don't, at the very same time, try to change them. You know, if you've got early voting in a state, you better make sure that your state has an ID, photo ID requirement so that anybody going in in person to vote has to show an ID to vote. And if you're going to allow mail-in voting, you also need, for example, an ID requirement for that. Uh, But that doesn't mean that you don't try to 
change the law so that absentee or mail-in ballots, for example, are only used by people who can't vote in person, people who really have a valid excuse, um, like they're too disabled or sick to make it to either a polling place on Election Day or any of the polling places during the early voting period. Hans, what are some of the biggest dangers of mail-in voting, in your opinion? Well, look, uh, let's just talk about the fact that um, most voters, what are you doing? You're trusting the U.S. mail to deliver your ballot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Uh, And and the question that I ask, as you know, in an article is, if, if you won the Powerball lottery, would you put your ticket in the mail and mail it to um, lottery officials? Or would you personally take it down and hand it to them so that, one, you know they've gotten it, and two, they know you're the owner? And, yeah, a a ballot isn't a lottery ticket, but it's very important. And the the problem with mail-in balloting, is that uh, the Inspector General of the Postal Service issued a report just a couple of years ago on its delivery of election-related mail, which includes mail-in ballots. And uh, you know what their goal was for timely delivery? <laughs> what? <laughs> 96%. Not 100%, but 96%. So that, that, that means that if they reach their goal, then still 4% of all voters would have their their absentee ballot they mailed back not arrive in time. They, they did pretty good. They, they made 95.6% on average nationally, but that IG report says that there were a lot of mail processing facilities that did a lot worse in places in California, Illinois, New Jersey. They delivered election-related mail 84% of the time. Oh, wow, wow. That's <laughs> that that is that is a horrible number. I mean, Rod, think of it this way: if if in a typical polling place in America, sixteen percent of all the ballots were being thrown out, you and I both know what would we be seeing? Screaming headlines. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Well, first of all, Hans, I would love to be able to have a uh, five hundred million dollar lottery ticket in my hand. And you're right; I wouldn't put it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it in the mail. I mean, states right. do different things. You you write about California. And what they allow, I guess they call it vote trafficking. Some people call it vote harvesting. How does that all play into this, Hans? Uh, States like California, look, in in any state, you can either mail your ballot back where you, you, the voter, can personally deliver it. Your member, your family can personally deliver it. And in most places, also a designated caregiver, you know, if you're you're Mm -hmm. ill. But Mm -hmm. in about half of the states, including California, they allow anybody to pick up and deliver a ballot. So what does that mean? In places like California, it means that anyone from party activists to campaign staffers to political consultants can show up at people's homes to pick up their ballots and deliver them. And what we know from absentee ballot fraud cases is that, uh, think how think how really uh, unwise that is to put a ballot into the hands of campaign or party people who have a stake in the outcome of the election. Not only that, but look, when you're voting in a polling place, as you know, every state has rules saying there can't be any campaigning inside a polling place where voters are voting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, 
Nothing stops these people from going to voters' doors and trying to pressure and coerce them to vote a particular way. Plus, listen, you want to win an election, the easy way to do it in California is uh, you work for a Democratic candidate. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Go into a Republican neighborhood, offer to pick up people's absentee ballots, and then throw them in the trash and yeah. deliver them. Yeah, yeah. We have made, Hans, you know, I think voting too easy in this country. One of them is with uh, mail-in voting. Um, the argument years ago was that it will increase voter turnout. It, are there any numbers to show that it actually has? No, in fact, there's some uh, uh, studies out there that show that uh, early voting and what's called no-fault absentee, in other words, you don't need an excuse, doesn't actually help turnout. And one of the, nobody's quite sure why, but the, what, what social scientists theorize is that, remember, Rod, what used to happen is right before Election Day, that's when campaigns spent really most of their yeah, money in yeah. get-out-the-vote campaign. Yep. Well, if you have to spread out a get-out-the-vote campaign over a month or a month and a half or two months, uh, they think the intensity of it isn't as effective. And so it really doesn't do uh, what folks thought it might do, which is really increase turnout. Yeah, amazing. Hans, as always, great chatting with you. Thanks for a few minutes of your time, and happy holidays to you. Same to you. Thanks for having me. All right. On our Newsmaker Line from the Heritage Foundation, he is their chief legal analyst, a great guy, by the way, Hans von Paskowski, talking about uh, mail-in voting and the challenges that America is facing when it comes to that. All right, more coming up here on the Rod Arquette Show. Yesterday, I was telling you a story about how um, uh, people, somebody in North Carolina decided to take some shots at a power grid and knocked out power to more than 40,000 people. Now the FBI is getting involved. Well, what would you do if your power was knocked out for an hour or two or several days? Have you got a generator that would click on your power just like that? Well, let me tell you one that does. It's called the Generac Automatic Standby Generator, and you can purchase one today from your Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer. No more waiting on hold, calling the power company. You know, um, within... Uh, seconds, your power comes right back on. And with the 24-hour monitoring, you'll never be left in the dark. They're constantly checking and maintaining your Generac generator. So don't wait for the next storm or outage to hit your home. Why not give yourself peace of mind now by calling Generator Supercenter for a free estimate. Financing available with low monthly payments. Call them today, 801 801- 
802-9222 or you can go online A33ED no fun for a free consultation and trial treatment a $650 value put the happy back in your relationship They're on our Kent Show on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS listening you'll know well tomorrow's the big day if it's that important to you, <laughs> Time announces their annual Person of the Year. They've already put out a short list of people who are being considered. It will be announced, I think, on the Today Show tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll run down that list, and I want to get your thoughts um, of that list I gave you. I don't want something from the outside coming in. I want you to list to this list. We'll run down the list for you, and then you suggest who you think should be Time's Person of the Year. That's coming up in the uh, in the five o'clock hour. Now, um, the uh, Republicans in the or Democrats, I should say, in the House have new leadership. Uh, that's simply because uh, Nancy Pelosi said she was not going to seek another term uh, as Speaker of the House. She wouldn't be anyway. She'd be Minority Leader now that Republicans control the House and uh, Standing Hoyer has stepped down. So they have uh, new leadership there. Now, one of the new leaders is uh, Representative Catherine Clark. She is the incoming House Minority Whip. Now, listen to what she claimed. She was on Meet the Press over the weekend. And uh, she is a Democrat who talked about being a mom and climate change. And she claimed that one of her children had nightmares over climate change. But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. Let me tell you what it means to to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. <laughs> waking up over nightmares about climate change? Really? Let me tell you where that's coming from. This is a mom like this Connecticut Democrat who is feeding their children fear over climate change. And fortunately, I think it's happening in schools as well. We are creating a nation of children who are fearful of climate change without really explaining what's going on with climate change. I think the same thing happened with COVID. I think we as parents and grandparents openly talked about COVID, what it may do, what it may not do, and it scared our children. Now, in response to this concern from this Democrat, a very liberal Democrat from the state of Connecticut, I want you to hear what uh, our good friend, Senator John Kennedy, a Republican senator from Louisiana, he was on the campaign stump yesterday for uh, Herschel Walker, the vote taking place in uh, Georgia today between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker to be a senator from the state of Georgia. So John Kennedy was in uh, Georgia yesterday campaigning for Herschel Walker. Listen to what he said about woke people. These woke stupid people. They're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Dr. Zeus and they hate Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) These woke, high IQ stupid people, they walk around, they walk around with Ziploc bags of kale (laughs) that they can eat to give them energy. Now, if you want to eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. You know why? Because kale tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. (laughs) And these high IQ stupid people,
stupid people, the wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, they hyperventilate on their yoga mats if, if you use the wrong pronoun. They're all over Washington, D.C. <laughs> John Kennedy, you got to love him. All right, before we break, we wanted to give something away. The heat is on right now with Any Hour Services. Now, we've teamed up with Any Hour Services and uh, to help you or a family you know who need to stay warm this winter. No one helps more homeowners than Any Hour Services. If you know a family in need or if your family can benefit from a brand new furnace, this is your chance to win. Right now, we'll take caller number 5, 888-5708010, 888-5708010. If you're caller number 5, you qualify for a chance to win a brand new furnace plus installation from Any Hour Services. And just by qualifying, you'll win a $25 gift card to Mobetta Hawaiian Style Food. Any Hour Services helping you stay warm this winter. We will take caller number five right now, 888 5708 for your chance to win a brand new furnace plus installation. From the wonderful team at Any Hour Services. Give us a call right now. Caller number 5, 888-570-8010, Well, a big day tomorrow for those of you who pay attention to this. The Person of the Year will be announced tomorrow, I believe, on the uh, Today Show. The shortlist is out. We'll review that shortlist. And from that list that we'll share with you. Schedule a free estimate. There's no obligation to buy and no high-pressure sales. Google Any Hour Services or schedule online at anyhourservices.com. All right, our catch up with you on this uh, Tuesday, right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know we, of course, are an iHeartRadio station. Don't forget, if you missed a portion of today's show so far, or even the rest of the show tonight, you want to go back and give it a listen. We put it up on our podcast at the end of every show, just a few minutes after E-Ray works and gets it up on a podcast, and you can find it at knrs.com and under Rod Arquette and the podcast, and and you'll take care of it. Um, By the way, one thing I do want to mention, um, Glenn Beck has been here the last couple of days. He's been doing his show every morning from our studios here. Glenn's just simply a great guy. And after his show today, I asked him if we could sit down and have a conversation. We didn't didn't talk issues so much, but we talked about his thoughts on getting people involved, uh, his concerns, um, projects that he's got going on. He's got a lot of great projects going on, including a very exciting one here in the state of Utah. So we're going to air that interview, I think, on Friday is what we're taking a look at. But it really uh, just sit-down conversation with Glenn Beck. And uh, we invite you to listen. We'll air that on Friday and give you give you an exact time coming up a little bit later on this week. So you uh, may want to uh, tune in. All right, um, Time Magazine and their Person of the Year. I did not get a chance to do this before the show, and I apologize for that. And maybe during a break, I can give it a, a, a quick look. But every year, they announce their time person of the year. And I believe it will be announced officially tomorrow morning on the Today Show. But uh, just yesterday, they released um, their short list of people they're considering for the person of the year. And I thought it'd be interesting to go over that list with you today and maybe get your thoughts on it. 
And of the list I give you, because this is where the winner is probably going to come from, um, I want to get your thoughts as to who you think should be on that list or who you think from this list should be selected. So I'm going to open up the phones to you here in a minute. But let me go through the list, first of all, and then we'll talk about it. Um, On the short list this year uh, is Liz Cheney. Why on earth she is on this short list, I have no idea. Maybe it's because of her, quote, profile and courage. Um, She lost in a re-election bid by more than 70% 70 of the vote in her home state of Wyoming. Uh, Now, yes, she is one of only two Republicans who were willing to serve on the January 6th committee, the J6 committee, uh, but her whole intent is to bash and to keep Donald Trump from ever getting into the White House again. That's her intent. And apparently there was a story out a couple of days ago, and there has been an internal struggle within that committee as they prepare their final report uh, about um, what they want to put in that report. Liz Cheney wants a whole lot in there about Donald Trump. The committee itself says, no, we need to give a broader overview of what we think happened on Jan 6th. Um, So you've got her. She's being nominated as person of the year. Elon Musk. Uh, Musk is nominated once again with a chance to win the title for a second year in a row. He won it last year. Now, last year, Time cited the Tesla and SpaceX CEO's contributions toward creating solutions to a threat, a crisis, and for embodying the possibilities and perils of the age of tech titans. Now, this year, Musk dominated the spotlight again, of course, with his purchase of Twitter at a cost of $44 billion. And Musk has made a series of what some people would consider, some people, a controversial change at the social media company leading to concerns about its future. So you have Liz Cheney and you have Elon Musk. Also on the list this year is Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, of course, is the president of China. He submitted a historic third term for himself was previously nominated back in 2019 after China oversaw implementation of a national security law crisis. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This year again, China clashed with the U.S. over self-governing Democratic Island of Taiwan, renewing fears of a potential invasion of its neighbor. We also are aware of what's been going on in China in the last couple of weeks. Open protest against China's lockdown procedures. Here's another nominee, the Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court, of course, overturned Roe v. Wade, enacting what some people are calling one of the most controversial rulings in the high court's modern history. Now, with abortion no longer protected under the Constitution, 
That ruling opened the door for about half the states to enact stricter abortion access. Zelensky, Baltimore Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, shot to international fame this year while ferociously defending his country against a Russian invasion. He's known for his green shirt and tough, no-nonsense demeanor, but also his frequent, warm, and reassuring addresses to the Ukrainian people. Here's another one. Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie Scott is the ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. She's made a huge name for herself as a very large philanthropist. With 4% stake in Amazon, she has given more than $13 billion to charity, to date working toward a pledge to give away most of her fortune. Protesters in Iran. Protesters have swept across Iran since September after the death of a 22-year-old woman in police custody. She was arrested for improperly wearing a hijab. And the world soccer man, of course, Iranian soccer team, refused to sing the national anthem. So protesters. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis cruised to re-election in November. Basically, I think, turning Florida into a toss-up state, into a red state. And he's considered by many to be one of the front runners, if not the front runner, for the GOP nomination in 2024. They all depend on what Donald Trump does. Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen became the first female Treasury Secretary, and she oversaw the rollout of the American Women's Quarter Program, designed to honor historic and trailblazing women on the nation's official quarters. And finally, gun safety advocates. Rocked by violence again this year, after Uvalde, thousands of demonstrators across the U.S. to call for stricter gun control. So there's your list. That's the short list. And on that list, Time Magazine will announce their person of the year. And it's not a big deal to me, but I always find it interesting. So I want you to select from that list. And let me go over it again. Gun safety advocates, Janet Yellen, Ron DeSantis, protesters in Iran, Mackenzie Scott, Zelensky, the Supreme Court, Xi Jinping, Elon Musk, and Liz Cheney. In your opinion, who deserves Time's Person of the Year? 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, that's pound 250, and say, hey, Rod. We'll get to your thoughts and your comments coming up on the Rod Arquette Show on this Tuesday evening, right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS, listen and you'll know. Now, I want you to write down a number right now, 877-30-LASIK, 877-30-LASIK. That is the number in which you can call right now and set up an appointment at Hoops Vision to find out about cataracts. This is season for clear vision. But if you have cataracts, if they've started to form, the Christmas cheer might be harder to see this year than ever before. And the people at Hoops Vision, well, guess what they want to do? They want to help you out. If you're over 60 and the Christmas lights and decorations, well, they aren't as clear as they used to be, it might be time to get your cataracts checked. The highly trained medical team will determine the best treatment and lens type for your unique needs. They want to make sure that your Christmas holiday is as bright as ever. Their goal at Hoops Vision, to provide eye care experience that exceeds your expectations in every possible way. 
Call him today. Remember that number I gave you a moment ago. Give him a call right now, 877-30-LASIK. That's 877-30-LASIK or book online. To keep learning. Listen to The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Having a little bit of uh, fun with you tonight. Uh, I think tomorrow on the uh, Today Show, it will be announced who uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year is. I'll run down the list again. I just went over the past couple of years, since 2000, some of the people who've been involved in that list, and it varies. George Bush was Person of the Year back in 2000. Rudy Giuliani in 2001. Over the years, you've had George Bush. He was actually... Received Person of the Year for two years in a row, or two years in 2000 and in 2004. Barack Obama won twice in 2008 and 20 in in 2012. Mac Zuckerberg has won. Um, uh, Pope Francis has won. Uh, Ebola fighters have won. Generic term. Donald Trump won in 2016 as Person of the Year, as he should, in my opinion. Uh, there were others as well. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Greta Thunberg. You know, the climate change activists won. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris won in 2020. Elon Musk won in 2021, and he's up again this year. So I went over the list for you about Person of the Year, and uh, I want to get to the calls, but if you're just joining us, I'll share that list with you. This is the short list, and from this list, that's who they will nominate. My guess, if you want uh, just my opinion, uh, tomorrow I think it will be Zelensky the leader of Ukraine, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, let's go to the phones, see what you think tonight about the person of the year. Let's go with Matt here in Salt Lake City. Matt, welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, Matt, welcome, Matt, <laughs> welcome. Welcome. The person of the year has to be Elon Musk. I mean, the guy's such an innovator. Now he's taking over Twitter, and he's, you know, releasing all his information. And, and the second runner-up has to be Gigi Ping. Because he's playing Biden like a fiddle, I'm telling you. How so? Why do you say that, Matt? He's just, he's got him wrapped around his finger. Biden can't do anything. You know, he owes him a bunch of money. (laughs) That's true. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. Yeah, that's true. All right, all right, Matt. Thank you. Elon Musk would be two years in a row if if he, in fact, is the winner. I think it will be Zelensky, but I'm just guessing. I have no inside information to confirm that. But I just think he may be the uh, popular choice this year. Let's go to Tom, who's in Sandy tonight, talking about the person of the year. Tom, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Oops. Well, we had him a minute. He'll probably call back. Made a mistake. Punched the wrong button. Now, if you're just joining us, if you aren't aware of the list, let me run through it for you real fast again. Liz Cheney is on the list. Elon Musk. Xi Jinping, the president of China. The uh, U.S. Supreme Court, because of the decision in June about abortion in this country. Uh, Zelensky, who is the president of Ukraine. Mackenzie Scott, who is the uh, ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, who's become a huge philanthropist. So far, she's contributed more than $13 billion of her wealth to charity. Protesters in Iran, trying to do something there. Good luck on that one, I think. Ron DeSantis, maybe too early for Ron DeSantis. We'll have to wait and see. Janet Yellen, uh, gun safety advocates, are on that list as well. So from that short list... They will name a person of the year. And you can make, a, I think, I agree, a real strong argument that Elon Musk um, 
maybe should be able to win it two years in a row. First of all, with Tesla, and now we've got him taking over Twitter, one of the most powerful social media platforms in the country today, maybe the most powerful, and is bringing some changes to it, changes a lot of people don't like, but he, he could possibly be person of the year. I want to go back with my argument with Zelensky. Um, there is going to be a real debate, and we may bring this up uh, sometime this week, about if the U.S. should continue to make such a monetary and military commitment to Ukraine in its fight with Russia. Uh, you know, and as we had Mike, Mike Lee on the show, Senator Lee on the show, in the last hour, and I think the question that a lot of people are, are, are asking now, at first, yes, we're going we're gonna to help out Ukraine. But we continue to send them billions of dollars to Ukraine. And, uh, and we don't know where the money is going. I mean, military equipment is expensive. Uh, all those missiles and yeah, machinery that they've got is expensive. But I think the American people are looking at this war. What is it? Almost a year old now. Maybe not quite that long. Quite that old. But the American people, knowing our situation with our military, are saying, wait a minute here. Are we doing the right thing when it comes to money for Ukraine? We don't know. I mean, I, you know, I worry about it um, for everything that the American taxpayer gives some of their money to. I think we do, in fact, have a right to find out where on earth that money is going. And if we don't get an answer, first of all, the issue that, that stands in our way right now is we do not know exactly how much money they want. We just don't know at this point. Um, but when we hear from the White House and the administration as to how much money we need to send to uh, Ukraine, I think a lot of people are going, wait a minute, um, is, is it worth it? I mean, the brutality of what the Russians have done to the Ukrainian people. Uh, you listed some of these stories it, 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 it's heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, I should say, to listen to this. But how much longer is this war going to go on? Zelensky does, is showing no sides of, of uh, giving in, and he shouldn't, in my opinion. But then along, how long can they last without U.S. military help? Um, and what's going to happen there? We don't know. But he's a name that, in my opinion, should be considered maybe the front-runner when it comes to Time's Person of the Year. They do it every year. I've given you the short list. There's some interesting people on the list this year. The other one could be the Supreme Court. I think those are two um, two nominees that I think would be given strong consideration because of overturning Roe v. Wade, which has been a part of this country for the last 50 years and still divides us like never before. I'm talking about the issue of abortion. So I think those two, those two nominations, certainly not Liz Cheney. Why on earth is she even on that list? But I think uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and the U.S. Supreme Court for its decision on Roe v. Wade probably, in my opinion, should be two of the nominees that should be given serious consideration. 
your thoughts. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010. On your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, we'll get back to more of your phone calls coming up right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you will know. All right, um, you know, many people are now starting to come full circle uh, to see the power of paper planning and journaling, actually writing things down. Science is showing that if you write things down... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You will remember them a lot longer than if you put them on a digital platform. Now, originally, a lot of people gave up paper planning, paper journaling, because of the power of digital phones and apps. But all of a sudden, they're rediscovering rediscovering the power of paper planning and journaling and the power of a Franklin planner. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. If you add this to your personal productivity system with your phone and with your digital apps, it will strengthen your purpose and accelerate your inner peace. Each day of each week, you live out the life that you desire simply by writing down the things that you want to achieve. Franklin Planner seeks to inspire you to lead your life, not let life lead you, with a powerful mindset, powerful skill set, and a powerful tool set. And the planners, they come in all kinds of colors and shapes and designs to make it easier for you to do proper paper planning. Check it out today. They've got a great offer, by the way, today, 15% off. If you enter. Come see us across from the major malls in Sandy, Orem, and Murray or online at SierraWestJewelers.com. One man, one goal. Yeah, one vision. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this Tuesday. Don't forget, Greg Hughes will join me for the entire show tomorrow on Wingman Wednesday, and that's coming up tomorrow from 4 to 7 here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, you'll know. And coming up later this week, Glenn Beck uh, has been in town the uh, last couple of days. I've been doing a show from our uh, studios here, and I had a chance to sit down and have a uh, real interesting conversation with Glenn today about um, getting people to care getting people to pay attention to what's going on in this country, not only in this state, but this country and the world in which we live now, and some of his concerns. And uh, it's a very frank conversation. He opens up a lot on this tonight, and uh, we'll air that a little bit later on this week. So a conversation with Glenn Beck coming up later this week, right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you'll know. All right, Time Magazine, they announced a couple of days ago, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, 
that finalists have been selected for their 2022 Person of the Year. Now, it includes Ron DeSantis, outgoing Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney, and Twitter CEO Elon Musk. Now, among the other uh, revealed show uh, include Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Chinese President Xi Jinping, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. And as I mentioned, the winner will be reviewed, or revealed, I should say, uh, tomorrow on the Today Show Wednesday broadcast. Now, what about Ron DeSantis? So I'm asking you today, among those people I've been talking about, as you work your way home tonight, who do you think should be the person of the year? And my two have already told you. I think it should be Zelensky, should be highly considered. Uh, and only because Musk won it last year. I mean, Musk should be in the conversation as well. But I also see, think the U.S. Supreme Court and its decision on Roe v. Wade at the end of its term last year. And what this has brought about, this is an issue that continues to divide this country. You don't find any lukewarm people when it comes to the issue of abortion. Maybe lukewarm for people who say if a mother's life is in danger, um, then maybe an abortion is appropriate. But, you know, it's hard to find a middle ground when it comes to abortion. But the Supreme Court, after more than 50 years of living under Roe v. Wade, weighed into the decision this year and made their ruling. And really doing what it should be after all. They basically said women do not have a constitutional right to an abortion. And that each state should be allowed to decide, you know, what their abortion restrictions will be. And the state of Utah acted quickly in doing that with its trigger law. Other states have done exactly the same thing. But abortions continue in this country today. The numbers are down. Not a lot, but they are down. Nowhere near what the numbers should be, in my opinion. And, you know, this, the, the, you know, abortion, it is still in the courts. The, the uh, pro-baby killers are trying to uh, work around whatever laws they can to allow the continuation of killing children. Uh, and those of us who are against abortion, pro-lifers, you know, we're doing everything that we can to make sure that those laws are enforced. And what the Supreme Court did and then the state. It really was a decision on the part of the state's. And it should have been all along to let the states decide, you know, what the rules are on abortion in their particular states. And they should be able to determine that and decide that. And I think the uh, Supreme Court made a ruling. So you, you've got DeSantis. Now, DeSantis was reelected as uh, Florida's governor back in November. A lot of people, a lot of speculation out there about uh, him being a GOP alternative to former President Donald Trump who announced shortly after the midterms, about a week after the midterms, that he was going to seek yet a third term in office. Now, the governor there in Florida is being credited with a number of a number of things. First of all, he's turned a swing state into probably a red state. Now, a lot of that could be because of the people leaving states like New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, moving to Florida because they no longer can take the liberal policies of the states that I just mentioned. That could be part of it. But he did turn a swing state into a red state. 
So a lot of people no longer consider it a toss-up state. Uh, and he is well known for his attacks against COVID, the pandemic restrictions, and his criticism of the Biden administration, and most recently his criticism of Disney. So he is a very popular figure out there. Now the other one that is out there is Liz Cheney. She's another one who's been nominated, and her name is on that short list. Um, her notoriety has increased in the mainstream media because of her opposition to Donald Trump and her involvement in the House Committee investigating what happened on Jan 6. Now, despite her acclaim among some of those on the left, Cheney soundly defeated in the Wyoming primary uh, by Herod Hageman, and Hageman uh, would go on to win Wyoming's only House seat in November. And here you have Cheney now running around the country endorsing Democrats. So maybe she'll be recognized. But I, I, I go back to say, you know, Musk is there again, uh, but he did win it last year. I'm not sure if we've got anybody who's won it two years in a row. We, we've had people who've win it, won it twice, including George W. Bush and Barack Obama. Uh, but we I, I don't know if they've ever had um, Times Person of the Year winning it two years in a row. And I go back to mine. I, I, I really think it is Zelensky in Ukraine. And I also think it is um, the Supreme Court. Um, they finally looked at the law. And they, they, they analyzed what the law says and what the Constitution says. And that's why they came out with their ruling. For 50 years, people have argued in this country back and forth that Roe v. Wade was, in fact, a flawed ruling. But nobody had the guts to take it on. And finally, this Supreme Court, thanks largely in part to one Donald J. Trump, when he put three conservatives on the bench. That's what changed things. And that's why I think the Supreme Court should be considered a person of the year. Like I said, it will be announced tomorrow on the Today Show if you want to Tune in and see what they come up with. I think it's either Zelensky or the Supreme Court. What say you? 888-570-8010-888-570-8010 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, and we'll get more of your calls coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS Listen, and you'll know. Now, it is not safe for you to assume that all investment professionals are the same because they aren't. Most brokers are paid an upfront commission to sell you a product. And unfortunately, you may never realize what those fees you are paying, what they're really all about, and how those fees affect your performance. That doesn't happen when you work with the team at Trajan Wealth. Trajan Wealth is a fiduciary and what is called fee-only. They are paid and incentivized to simply grow your portfolio. If you make money, they make money. Their advisory fee is a low annual percentage set up front with you. Their business model benefits both parties, giving everyone the same incentive to make money. Like I said, the more you make, the more they like. They make, and that's what they like at Trajan Wealth. And we all know the last couple of years, they've been crazy. So if you want stability in your investment portfolio, work today with the team at Trajan Wealth. They have offices in Draper and in Farmington. So why not give them a call right now? 801-899-7600. 801-899-7600 or online at Trajan. That's 385-766-1987. 
All right, you ready as you uh, work your way home tonight for something that's going to crack you up? I think it was last week. Uh, we shared with you a story about the fact that the uh, time change, it was a couple of weeks ago when the time actually did change, that there were arguments out there that um, changing the time was actually racist. Isn't it funny? Everything in this country nowadays is racist. Well, hold on to your hats, folks. It gets even worse. Now, here's a fun exercise, all right? I want you to do this. I want you to picture a scientist. What does that person look like? When kids have been asked by researchers to draw a scientist, those kids have typically drawn a white man. Over the past 50 years, that's improved, but the kids still draw twice as many male scientists as female scientists. What would happen now if kids or adults drew a shark scientist after watching Shark Week? Very popular show. Uh, Why I'm asking that? Because the Disney Channel, or the Discovery Channel, I'm sorry, Discovery, have now released its Shark Week 2022 schedule with every single scientist and researcher mentioned by name as a white man. That today is why the Washington Post has a column today claiming that Shark Week is racist because there are simply too many white male scientists Involved in Shark Week. Now, they don't say anything about the sharks. Are sharks white, black, yellow, brown? We don't know, right? But apparently, the scientists who are on the show claim that because there are simply too many scientists on the show, the Washington Post claims that it is a racist show. So all you fans out there who believe and love Shark Week you're all a bunch of racists because, because you watch a show with white scientists on there. And it looked to me like the sharks are white. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but they look pretty white to me. But here I am being a racist yet again. That is the crazy world in which we live today, folks. Everything is racial. And that's what they're trying to do, to divide, to accuse common sense, Fair-minded Americans, like I know many of you are, that we're all a bunch of racists because we don't adhere to what they think we should follow. It's that easy. All right, I want to get back to your calls tonight. 888-570-8010. 888-570-8010. I want to run over the list again and get your thoughts on who you think should be the person of the year. Now, I've mentioned Ron DeSantis. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I mentioned Liz Cheney to politicians. Elon Musk, last year's winner, up for nomination again this year. 
Uh, I don't know about that. Xi Jinping, president of China. Uh, he's won a third term. Probably not going anywhere. And China continues to be a thorn in the side of the Biden administration because Joe Biden doesn't know what to do with him, doesn't know how to treat him. There are many people who believe Joe Biden is uh, a puppet for the Chinese government. And uh, so Xi Jinping, I, I, I contend, you know, I thought for a while, maybe I'm backtracking on this one a little bit, that China is now the most powerful nation in the world. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, the Supreme Court, that's one I think should be be given serious consideration as far as person of the year is concerned because of uh, of their ruling on Roe v. Wade. It took 50 years, but conservatives in this country, people who believe in the sanctity of life, finally got our way in the courts. And the court listened to the arguments that were made and, and determined that there is no constitutional right to an abortion and that each individual state is allowed to set up its own abortion restrictions. It did not outlaw abortion. And if anyone ever brings that up to you in a conversation that you have, quietly, peacefully, matter-of-factly, tell them, look, abortion is still legal in this country. In some states, they make it harder to get an abortion. In other states, you can get one by simply walking into a Planned Parenthood clinic. It's that easy, folks. So when anybody ever tells you, well, abortion is outlawed, they are so wrong. The other one who I think should be high on the list, and I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't happen tomorrow, is Volodymyr Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. Now, he has, you know, a lot of people are looking to him as a true leader in Ukraine, as that country tries to defend itself against the Russian invasion. Uh, They are not giving up. This is a hard-nosed group of people, and they are determined. Uh, The question is going to be in this country, of course, is how much more military aid do we give them or how much do we continue giving them? Because the, 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 the polls are starting to show the American people are getting just a little leery of this. Protesters in Iran, that's another one. Janet Yellen, um, you know, because she's the first female Treasury Secretary. Remember, she said, well, we're in a transitory period right now when it comes to, when it comes to inflation. Slowed down maybe a little bit, but nowhere near what I think most people want it to be. And gun safety advocates. Of course, the uh, the shootings that we have in this country, that, that is going to be another debate. It will never be settled simply because of the Second Amendment, and that's why it should never be settled, because under the Second Amendment, of course, we are guaranteed under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights to be able to arm ourselves and protect our families. But there are a, a lot of folks out there who... Uh, disagree with that and are trying to take those rights away. Matter of fact, here we go. Wanted to reach for this story today. I meant to mention to you, Oregonians, are you ready for this? Will not be able to buy, legally buy guns after December 8th in the state of Oregon. That's if their new ballot initiative goes into effect. According to the Oregon Department of Justice, which is tasked with defending Measure 114 in the courts, um, The DOG's latest filing related to four cases against the law asked a federal judge, a Trump appointing, to delay implementation of the permit-to-purchase mandatory training requirements. The state agrees with the court should enter an order providing a limited window in which Oregonians will be able to purchase firearms even if they do not have a permit. So it looks like Oregon is admitting already 
that an initiative passed by voters in Oregon could mean that all gun sales will stop on Thursday, December 8th, in that state. We'll keep our eye on it. All right, more coming up. Congressman Blake Moore will join us. We'll talk about gasoline prices. They're coming down. Help with plumbing maintenance or plumbing repairs or closer than you think. Call Any Hour Services or visit anyhourservices.com. Hour number three of the Rod Arquette with you on this uh, Tuesday. Don't forget Wingman Wednesday with Greg Hughes coming your way tomorrow. Greg will be with us right up for the, the complete three, hour, three hours of the show from uh, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's uh, tomorrow. And don't forget uh, our conversation with Glenn Beck. We had a great conversation with Glenn today. He's been in town for the last couple of days working on the uh, Liberty Village Project which uh, is an exciting project coming up in uh, St. George. We'll talk with Glenn about that. We'll also talk with the, uh, the, the man behind a lot of this and what he's doing to put this all together. That's coming up later this week on the show as well. Our conversation with Glenn will probably air it on Friday. Haven't determined that yet, but uh, had a real frank conversation with Glenn today about some of his thoughts as to where things are going, and we invite you uh, to tune in on that. And uh, coming up probably Friday. Here on the uh, on the radar catch up. All right. Um, still to come this hour, gas prices starting to drop. We're going to find out why. We're also going to talk about the uh, transgender lobby and the massive amounts of money that are pouring into the transgender movement and why it is so well funded and where that money is coming from. I won't believe where the amount of money that they have in pushing this transgender movement. So we invite you to stay tuned for that coming up a little bit later on this hour. Now, uh, of course, uh, the clock is ticking on this session of Congress. Um, Democrats are working as hard as they can before the end of the year on the Senate side to get whatever they can. The same on the House side. The Democrats will um, continue to control the Senate come January, either by a 50-50 or 51-49 vote, depending on what happens in Georgia tonight. And we're all waiting for the results to come in on that. Apparently, they had massive turnout down there. Uh, and, and, um, and of course, the House will go to the Republicans. Now, the question is, who is going to be part of the leadership team? Now, both Utah Congressman Blake Moore and John Curtis and several other moderate Republicans in the U.S. House have urged their colleagues to support Kevin McCarthy for House Speaker. Now, today, Arizona Republican Andy Biggs posted on his Facebook page that he, in fact, is going to challenge Kevin McCarthy when that vote comes up in January. Well, joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk more about this is Congressman Blake Moore. He represents Utah's 1st Congressional District. Blake, thanks for joining us. As I mentioned, Andy Biggs announced today you had thrown your support behind Kevin McCarthy. Why? Kevin McCarthy is the individual that, that got us here. We've had two successful, um, while I would have liked to have won more seats this past term, um, he's, we've had two successful runs. He's been the leader for those two successful runs to get us back in the majority. And we're back in the majority, and he has overwhelming support from the entire conference. Well, you know, it, it, there's a handful of people that are, um, you know, making noise right now, and that's what happens in these situations. They do it to Pelosi, too, 
And I, I like to say, if we had a we had a four seat majority, and so five people are saying they're not going to vote for him. If there was a seven seat majority, eight people would be saying this. What about um, is he not conservative enough? Has he made some? Has he done some things that have uh, have upset conservatives in the House? What what's behind this push? Maybe not to put him in as, as put him in as House Speaker. No, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Um, there's a frustration that we are not in the spot where we need to be fiscally. Everybody wants to balance the budget. Everybody wants to get our spending under control. Um, and, you know, there's not – like, we all agree with that. And so Kevin McCarthy has been a, a very conservative leader. Um, you've watched him over the last few years, and you wouldn't be able to point to anything that he hasn't been too supportive. But there's – you know, this is just posturing leading up to January 3rd, and and this happens quite a bit, and we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Now, you've got several days left before the uh, this session of Congress uh, says sayonara, and we swear in a brand-new Congress with a Republican majority come, uh, come January. Um, what do you think will happen between now and the end of the year right now? What, what are you most concerned about, Blake? What folks aren't seeing is they think there's this big division going on. No, what's actually going on is the individuals that have said they're you know, they, they're not going to vote for McCarthy. They're actually just talking to all of us in conference, saying, hey, I want to make sure that this, this, and this, and we're working on this, this, and this. They're just using it as a way to keep the conversation going. And so that uh, as McCarthy meets with everybody back there, there's, you know, 222 of us, and, McCar- and McCarthy just needs to, to have a broad support from everybody, which he has, overwhelming support, over 180 people, only 31 voted against him for you know, our internal vote mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and only five have said they're not going to support him on the next time on january 3rd so it's just a way to have conversations and get us to january 3rd and and, and make as much progress as possible on getting to what we need to get done what priorities are important what we can actually do with respect to um you know our our budget mess that we're in right now and that we've been in for you know 30 years to be honest with you since we last balanced the budget so there's, there's a lot of that going on, and it's just good conversation. What does he bring to leadership, in your opinion, Kevin McCarthy? So it's, 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 it's ironic. The reason why McCarthy is going to be the speaker is he's, he's you know, everybody's been very, you know, very glad at his leadership, and everybody's been frustrated at something that he's done. It's not easy to lead a large group of an entire House GOP conference. It's not easy for the Democrats to coalesce around one particular person. There was a handful of people that voted against Pelosi, right? And the last last time, this this is just something that that, that that typically happens. I think I think Kevin can see the big picture, and he will know when to use our leverage that we have with the majority. But again, we don't we don't control the White House and we don't control the Senate. Um, but he's going to have a really good uh, view on when we use our leverage, like what we're pushing for right now with the vaccine mandate. We are we are in a position now to actually remove the vaccine mandate and get people back reinstated. That's what we're focused on with the, uh, the, the finalization of the um, defense bill that's going on right now. And, and, and McCarthy's been doing a great job using our leverage point. All right. Come January 3rd, like you said, Blake, uh, Republicans will be in charge of the House. What are you hoping are some of the issues that they try or they address right away? So the most important thing, Rod, is that by us taking the House, we're going to be able to stop the budget reconciliation process that allows for big Democrat spending bills, right? When you have the House, White House, and Senate under one party, you can accomplish, 
you know, your big priorities, right? And the Democrats' big priorities over the last two years have been to leverage that control into big spending bills and try to get a lot of things accomplished. And when you do that, it equals inflation. Like, we all know that, right? But we're going to be able to stop that. Then we need to um, focus on energy policy because, you know, Biden and the Senate, they're going to want to pass, um, you know, appropriations bills, and we're going to have to go through that process. We now have leverage to be able to get some of our energy work pushed forward. I have a bill called the Protecting American Energy Act, and all, and it, and it does is it, it adds transparency and making sure that after the environmental review is done, that we know when these, these oil and gas leases will be completed and the timeline of which they'll be done. Like Those are the kind of things that we want to be pushing forward so we can... Americans are sitting there thinking, my gas is still high, my groceries and costs are out of control. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Like, we've, we've got to be, we be able to rein in that spending. That's the big priority. And, and energy and economic policy will be the things that we'll really we'll be focused on. On our Newsmaker Line, Utah Congressman Blake Moore. Blake, thanks for joining us tonight, talking about the... Uh, the debate over um, the vote for Kevin McCarthy to be the next Speaker of the House as Republicans take control of the lower chamber come the uh, first of the year. One other note coming out of Washington. President Joe Biden uh, is apparently um, going to announce whether uh, he will seek a second term after the holidays. That's according to his chief of staff, Ron Klain. Uh, Klain said this as he spoke with the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, CEO Council Summit, that the president will make that decision after the holidays. He added, I expect the decision will be to do it again. Joe Biden will be 82 when he runs for a second term. He will end his second term if he makes it through it at the age of 86. Are the American people willing to elect a man who would be the oldest president ever in, uh, in the United States to run a second term in Washington. We'll have to wait and see. The Rod Arkencho continues here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll, hone, and you'll know. Let's talk about home sales right now. A lot of you are saying, okay, uh, are we going to put our home up for sale? We're looking at stories constantly about interest rates, even though they have come down. 
We're looking at home prices. They are dropping. You know, should we sell our home? Well, I invite you to reach out to Justin Udy and his wonderful team at Justin Udy and Team Real Estate. Justin has the knowledge and the experience to help you figure out that decision, what the price of your home should be, what you need to do to get your home ready to sell. His great team will help you in the marketing and staging of your home, and he'll share with you the knowledge that he's obtained over the years when it comes to selling your home right now. He has a 29-day guarantee. If you list your home with Justin, and if it's not under contract within 29 days, he'll sell it for no commission whatsoever. He's with the Century 21 Everest Group, and you can depend on Justin. He's a good friend. I've gotten to know Justin. He's a great gate guy, and he'll work with you and put you first when it comes to selling your home. So check him out today. All you do is have to go to justinudy.com. 385-766-1987. QC Kinetics, 385-766-1987. Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. The Rod Arkentra with you on this uh, Tuesday. A little bit of good news for you for the holidays. Apparently some Christmas wishes are starting to come true. Gas prices may be getting a little less scary for your bank account. The average cost per gallon of regular unleaded gasoline dropped to an average of $3.40 nationwide. That's according to the AAA, which is just four cents more than the 3.36 per gallon average a year ago. So why are prices coming down? Let's check in with our good friend Patrick DeHaan. He is a senior petroleum analyst at GasBuddy.com. Patrick, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. What's going on? Why are we seeing gas prices drop? Well, certainly a lot of continued good news. Gas prices continue to plunge across much of the country. Salt Lake City, no exception. Average gas price is now three seventy four a gallon, down ten cents in the last week. Some stations all the way below three fifty a gallon. That's where more stations will be heading in the weeks ahead. In fact, it's not impossible that towards the end of the year, maybe into early next year, we could be talking about some stations, maybe not all of them, falling below or close to three dollars a gallon. What's behind it, Patrick? What are you seeing taking place? Well, a lot of this is certainly the falling price of oil. Uh, concerns over China's COVID policies have driven demand down in China, combined with refinery maintenance season, which is now behind us, helping us boost supply, uh, and overall concerns about the U.S. economy, all putting downward pressure on oil, which is now at its lowest level uh, since early this year, since prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, certainly uh, all of that uh, combined with lower demand in the U.S. as we go into cooler months, Uh, helping to ease the pain at the pump. Is the demand lower this year than what you've seen in the past, or is it about the same? Well, I mean, compared to pre-COVID, we're still quite a bit below pre-COVID demand levels for this time of year. Compared to last year, we're still rather strong. Uh, But this is the time of year that Americans start to hunker down a bit, uh, go into hibernation as cooler temperatures hit. Americans are traveling less, and that gives us a little bit of breathing room when it comes to supply and demand and helps push prices down this time of year. What's going on internationally with OPEC and Russia? What do you see taking place, Patrick? Well, Russia continues to ship its crude oil out to countries like China and India. There have been price caps now and sanctions 
that the EU has put on Russia, those aren't having a significant impact yet at this time. Uh, that is something that we'll have to keep an eye on. Uh, OPEC policy, as you mentioned, OPEC had agreed in November to uh, cut production. Uh, they met over the weekend and agreed to extend those cuts. But for now, I think there's way more concern on the slowdown in China's economy because of its policies surrounding COVID, and that's what's leading oil prices down so much. Do you deal much, and do you take a look at diesel prices? And where is diesel right now, Patrick? Well, diesel prices have remained far above gasoline simply because diesel is going into its peak consumption season. Diesel prices across Salt Lake City uh, have been in the mid to upper $5 a gallon range, but we will see relief there as well. Now, keeping in mind that gasoline is very much different than diesel, diesel has been in very short supply this fall and winter, but the problems are being alleviated there as well. Refineries done with maintenance. The Russia war in Ukraine does exacerbate the uh, diesel problems, though. Uh, that is, uh, Russia's war in Uca- uh, Ukraine is exacerbating the uh, supply of heavy products like diesel uh, into the market. And so the war in Ukraine there is having a more profound impact on the price of diesel than gasoline. But with refineries ramping back up after maintenance, look for a lot of relief there as well. Diesel prices should fall potentially 50 cents to a dollar a gallon over the next few weeks so long as we don't get... Uh, some extremely cold weather or refinery issues. Patrick, there was a lot of uh, frustration here in the state of Utah as we heard about gasoline prices around the rest of the country dropping. We were still above $4 a gallon for quite some time, and there are three or four refineries just on the doorstep of Salt Lake City, and everybody was going, what is going on? Why did gasoline prices remain so high in Utah for a while, and why are they so slow in dropping? And there were stories out there that a lot of that oil that is refined is shipped to California. We don't benefit from it. Any thoughts on that, Patrick, as to why we were slow in responding as gasoline prices started to drop around the country? Well, as you mentioned, a lot of that oil, a lot of that uh, product being supplied by refineries in Salt Lake City can be diverted elsewhere to markets that uh, were experiencing issues because of California's refinery issues. And that was the problem, is oil companies have incentive to send gasoline where it's badly needed. And in this instance, California had four major refineries down for unexpected maintenance in October, and that's where the gasoline started going, to feed into those markets that were undersupplied and where prices were approaching $6 a gallon. Uh, and that's the problem, is that uh, you can see that in any instance, because really the only area that can partially feed into the West Coast is the Rockies, and so you get hit hard when there are refinery issues in California. The good news is those issues are behind us, uh, but because prices uh, went so high, it's going to take longer for them to fall closer to where the national average is. Get us through the holidays and look into the first quarter of 2023. What are you, what are you seeing? I think through the holidays and through the end of the year, falling gasoline and diesel prices uh, with the potential for some sub-$3 prices through the city for gasoline. Uh, and eventually, I'm hoping that prices for diesel could fall under $4 a gallon. That's a long way to go. But a lot could change geopolitically. A lot could change in China. If they reopen their economy, that could eventually cause oil prices to go back up. Or if Russia responds to the price cap by limiting oil exports, that could also send oil prices upward. On our Newsmaker line, Patrick DeHaan. Patrick, always great to have you here. He is the uh, Senior Petroleum Analyst at GasBuddy.com. Talking about gasoline prices, we may get some relief come the uh, holiday season, according to uh, gas prices right now. All right. How would you like, you know, 
For a lot of people, Friday night is always pizza night. It is at our house, and I know for a lot of you it is as well. Well, how would you like to win a Papa Murphy's Family Feast right now? So what does the feast include? It includes a family-sized, one-topping pizza, the classic cheesy bread, and cookie dough. And right now we're going to give one of those away. We want you to be caller number 5 at 888-5708010. 888-5708010. If you are caller number 5 right now, you will win a Papa Murphy's Family Feast that includes a family-sized one-topping pizza, classic cheesy... You ...to keep learning. Listen to The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Give me back my freedom. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Final half hour of the Rod Arquette Show with you on uh, Tuesday. Sixth day of December in 2022. Thanks for being with us tonight. Don't forget the Jesse Kelly Show coming your way at the uh, top of the hour. Jesse will be uh, here right up until 10 o'clock tonight on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, you'll know. All right, transgenderism. It has become a, a very divisive issue in this country today. And it gained traction rapidly over time. You consider the gay movement and the fight for same-sex marriage took two or three decades. But now the battle over transgenderism, it seems to have happened overnight. Matter of fact, a new poll out shows that many people in this country are turning increasingly negative toward the transgender movement. That's according to a poll conducted by Christian Nonprofit Summit Ministries. Um, in an interview um, on Capitol Report, Jeff Myers, president of Summit Ministries, pointed out that people are thinking about the transgender movement as a voting issue now. He said this, he said, and some of it is because the president made it a voting issue. We have to support every minor when they want to have procedures done, whatever. And he seemed to be indicating that he supports that at any age with no restrictions. That's the president speaking. A lot of Americans disagree with that. Well, what about the transgender movement? The lobby is massive and well-funded. According to my next guest, his name is Pedro Gonzalez, a senior fellow at the American Principal Project Foundation. He's been taking a look at some of the numbers. Pedro, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. I'm well, thanks for having me. Pedro, how well funded, how well organized is this lobbying effort on the part of transgenderism? Too well. Uh, the global market valuation for sex reassignment surgery is expected to exceed $1.5 billion by 2026. This is a well-oiled, well-connected, uh, and influential machine that I gave the name Leviathan. The, the title of the report that I wrote for the uh, American Principles Project is the Transgender Leviathan because even I honestly did not anticipate it to be such a big thing, but the deeper and deeper I got into the research and connecting all the dots between individuals and institutions my report is about 10,000 words, and it's 40 pages long, and that's still only really scratching the surface of just how big this thing is. And what I really try to do is show that there's this dangerous confluence 
between ideology and interest. So you have true believers on the one hand, these jihadists who are trying to blow up institutions like the family and <laughs> if being normal is an institution, they're trying to blow that up. So you've got that going on on the one hand. And on the other hand, you have uh, these really powerful institutions that range from the National Institutes of Health, which funds the research that lays the foundations for justifying medical interventions into mm-hmm. so-called youth, and on the other hand, uh, pharmaceutical corporations. So that's the report in a nutshell and why it matters. Were you surprised at the amount of or how deep the involvement was of pharmaceuticals? No. Uh, again, the name Leviathan is expansive. And really, I mean, my report obviously focuses on transgenderism, but obviously this gets at a much larger problem of a system, of a healthcare system that runs so much on profit. And I think that's also why you're seeing in Europe, I know we make fun of Europeans a lot as Americans, and often rightly so, but in England, Finland, and Sweden, you're seeing medical interventions for young people who experience distress about their bodies and think that they're transgender. That stuff is either being sharply curtailed or completely halted because obviously people are realizing this stuff is extremely dangerous and often the consequences are irreversible, right? But that's not really the case in the United States. The accelerator actually seems to be getting slammed on a lot of this stuff, despite the fact that the rest of the world seems to be realizing that this is all a horrible mistake. And I, I think, I honestly think it has to do with the fact that the healthcare system in the United States just really runs on profit, on making a profit on patients who are really just consumers, and uh, so, no, I, I wasn't surprised. I think it's just shocking um, that what, what's, what is surprising, what is shocking is, is the explosive growth of the transgender industrial complex as a kind of industry in such a short period of time. That is surprising. Well, and what I'm shocked with, I mean, these pharmaceuticals, obviously, uh, you know, uh, because of the money involved here, my sense is they really don't care what's happening to these kids. They're 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 being mutilated. They're being given drugs that they shouldn't be given, but they don't care these pharmaceuticals because of the money being made off this. That's disgusting, Pedro. Yes, that's right. And this, I mean, this has been an ongoing thing for for years. So one of the top two drugs that's used for the first part of the transition sequence, the the medical intervention aspect of this, which is suppressing puberty, administering cross-sex hormones, and then surgeries. So AbbVie Pharmaceuticals manufactures a drug called Lupron, which is used Mm -hmm. to suppress Mm -hmm. puberty. It's also used for other things. Lupron is used for other things. Uh, It's used for treating symptoms related to prostate cancer in men. It's used for treating symptoms related to endometriosis in women. But it's used without FDA approval, you know, not that that's worth much, but it's used without FDA approval as the drug of choice for suppressing puberty uh, with trans kids. Now, from the very beginning, Lupron has been plagued with horrendous side effects. I note in my report that there are more than 30,000 adverse uh, event reports associated with the drug, including thousands of deaths. Um, The drug is actually used to chemically castrate the most 
deviant and dangerous types of sex offenders, the ones who literally can't help themselves and are most likely to reoffend, they're the ones that get Lupron in order to kill their sex drive. And why is it only reserved for them? Because the drug is so potent and it comes with so many like just mm. dangerous side effects. So basically, the drug that we use to chemically castrate sex offenders is now the drug that we use uh, to physically and spiritually castrate America's youth. Wow, that's amazing. How deep are the ties uh, between these organizations that you look at and the Democratic Party and leaders in the Democratic Party? Well, I, I noted in my report that if you look at Open Secrets data, you'll see that Democrats really reap the lion's share of, of giving related to trans transgenderism. So just in the 2020 election cycle, for example, Democrats received about $7 million. Republicans received about 80000 uh, Obviously, Republicans are getting money, but it, it, it pales in comparison to Democrats. Um, but I think that that actually... That, that, that doesn't actually give me any kind of relief. And, and in, some, in some ways, it actually makes Republican support, whether it's tacit or active, for this stuff even more ridiculous because it makes sense for Democrats to support this stuff, right? I mean, if they're not true believers, there's obviously a, a monetary incentive. It, they're, getting, they're getting money they're in, in the form of campaign donations. But there's really no incentive for Republicans to support it, right? Or, or mm-hmm. it's, it's a much smaller incentive. So it's almost you could say that Republicans who do support this stuff actually seem to believe in it more than Democrats, who I think you could say are very cynical in some cases, whereas Republicans who, like I said, do support this stuff genuinely seem to believe in it, which is uh, that, that doesn't actually make me feel better about it. But yes, we're, we're, we're Democrats, excuse me, uh, reap the lion's share of, of money uh, that's related to giving uh, for transgender transgenderism, are are you aware, Pedro, of any Democrat out there who has the guts to speak out against this, the mutilation of our children, the giving them drugs that they shouldn't be giving, or would the money flow into that campaign be turned off immediately if, in fact, a Democrat had the courage to do it? Well, I think it's not just the money. I think it's also again, I don't. I'm not an absolutist. And so what that means is that in, in anything that I do in all of my all of the, the analysis that I that I put forward uh, for whatever issue, I never just pick one answer to a mm-hmm. problem because mm-hmm. I just don't think it's accurate. So basically, I think there's there's a confluence of different factors. But I, so I think that there's obviously money is one thing. On the other hand, uh, there's ideology, uh, people that really do believe in this stuff. And on the other hand, I think there's just kind of fear. Fear of backlash, yeah. fear of being seen as because, while obviously this is not true, but what is the most common refrain that you'll hear against someone who says, "I don't support this"? You're endangering lives. You're you're putting the lives of children at risk because depriving them of you know being able to castrate themselves, or in, in the case of girls, removing their breasts, depriving them of those things. Uh, basically puts them on an express lane to suicide or something like that. Wow. And for some people, that's a really powerful cudgel, you know, and they will absolutely cower away from that. Fascinating study. Fascinating look at things. Uh, Pedro, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. All right. On our Newsmaker Line, that's Pedro Gonzalez, a senior fellow at the American Principles Project Foundation, taking a look at the transgender lobby. He says it is massive and very, very well funded.
Democrats have very close ties to it. That's what's happening to your children, folks, thanks to the Democratic Party. The Rod Arkent Show continues on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen in your uh, listen, and you'll know. Now, let's talk about the wonderful team at Rooftech. First of all, the team there would like to wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season. They're there here to help you. And if you think your roof may have seen some of its better days, or if you're thinking about making the switch to solar power in the future... You don't have to break the bank. The, uh, break the bank. Thanks to Rooftech's roof and solar financing programs. Now, if you've owned your home, there's a good chance you already have built up some equity. Rooftech can help you use that equity to finance a new roof or a solar system for your home. Now, you may be thinking that using your home to finance home improvement is a bit risky, but protecting your home isn't a luxury, isn't it? A necessity. Rooftech has extremely competitive rates, and they can get just about anyone approved for financing on a roof project or a solar project. You want to find out more? Why not give them a call today? All you do is have to dial pound 250 and say the keyword Rooftech. Let them show you how your roof can pay for itself. Rooftech also offers warranties of up to 50 years that are unlimited and non-prorated. Check it out today. All you do, again, is have to dial pound 250 and say Rooftech to schedule a free and now exist. For more information, dial pound 250, keyword stem cells, or online at utahstemcells.com. Final few minutes of the Rod Arquette Show with you on this um, Tuesday. I want to give you an update on that all-important race in Georgia for the U.S. Senate. A runoff tonight between Raphael uh, Warnock and uh, former uh, Heisman Trophy winner, running back for Georgia, Herschel Walker. As of now, and this just been updated, Herschel Walker has jumped ahead. He's been behind all evening, but with, uh, what, 63% of the vote in, Herschel Walker has 51% of the vote. And Raphael Warnack has 49%. They're separated by about, it looks like, about 50,000 votes right now. Very, very close race in Georgia. A lot of people expected this. There has been a huge turnout in the vote today. The polls are now closed. They're just counting out the votes. I'm not sure if the uh, metropolitan area of Atlanta has checked in as of yet. If, in fact, they do, that could give Warnock the lead back. He's been leading most of the night, but in the last 15 to 20 minutes, Herschel Walker has gone ahead now. Again, 51% for Herschel Walker, 49% for Raphael Warnock, with about 63% of the vote in as of uh, tonight. I want to play back. I think we've got time for this. Uh, John Kennedy, the Republican senator from Louisiana, always has fun. He was out on the campaign trail yesterday for Herschel Walker. Listen to what he said about the woke culture. These woke, high-IQ stupid people, they're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Dr. Zeus, and they hate Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) These woke, high-IQ stupid people, they walk around, they walk around with Ziploc bags of kale that they can eat to give them energy. Now, if you want to eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. You know why? Because kale 
tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. And these high IQ pe stupid people, the wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, they hyperventilate on their yoga mats <laughs> if, if you use the wrong <laughs> pronoun. They're all over Washington, D.C. <laughs> you got to love John Kennedy. Uh, every time we get a chance to uh, share with you a uh, little bit of audio from John Kennedy, we're going to do it because he is very, very entertaining. Love to get him on the show sometime. You never know. He may be in Utah sometime. Love to get him on the show. He'd be a lot of uh, fun to uh, talk to. Now, just a reminder, uh, Jesse Kelly, the Jesse Kelly Show, coming your way at uh, the top of the hour following our news update. And then, of course, uh, Greg Hughes. He's all... He's getting ready. He's punching the bag. He's doing his exercise, jumping the rope, getting ready to uh, join us on the show tomorrow for Wingman Wednesday. So we invite you to uh, join in uh, here on the Rod Kent Show. That does it for us tonight. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chum. Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.